Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Amen, amen, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in a household forever, but a son always remains. So if the son frees you, then you will truly be free. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no room among you. I tell you what I have seen in the Father's presence, then do what you have heard from the Father. They answered and said to him, Our father is Abraham. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham. But now you are trying to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God, Abraham did not do this. You are doing the works of your father. So they said to him, We are not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and am here. I do not come on my own, but he sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Well, it's uh, this gospel reading uh, really is all about resemblance. Um, I was thinking about this. My uh, daughter with her twins and my son-in-law are in town, and we were all together, and his mother uh, was also there. And she said, you know, I can see a resemblance in, you know, some of the facial expressions of one of them and really kind of how the other one eats because it's real messy. You know, she likes to put food everywhere. She goes, but I can see a resemblance in them. And that's what Jesus is really saying about these believers who Jesus was talking to. He said, I see your descendants, but there's no resemblance. So that's the important takeaway I see here. And so we have to ask ourselves, well, what did Abraham look like? Well, we we know the story of Abraham and the trust and faith he had in his God in when he was asked to uh, kill his only son, Isaac, he was going to do it until God stopped him and then gave him an alternative sacrifice. And we see it in the first story with the amazing reaction of what the three boys do when the furnace is turned up seven times hotter. What they say is really incredible. If our God whom we serve can save us from the white-hot furnace and from your hands, O King, may he save us. But even if he will not, know, O King, that we will not serve your God or worship the golden statue that you set up. 
They didn't get an answer beforehand from God saying, okay, don't worry about this, I got you covered. They trusted in the Lord for whatever would happen, whether they would perish and burn or whether they would be saved. That's that's the way Abraham acted. That's a descendant of Abraham. That's his children. So it's in doing. And that's really what Jesus is asking these people. They're believers. They've seen the works, but they're, they're not committed to doing the works. There's a um, word in the Old Testament, uh, kava, which is the word wait. And I kind of relate it back to uh, our scripture reading where it says remain. And really the Greek word is abide. How do we wait? Well, this, this Hebrew word wait uh, comes from uh, making uh, rope or cord. And the idea is that multiple strands make it harder, stronger. But it's also twisted under pressure. So a strong rope is made of multiple cords twisted together under pressure. And it reminds me of how we're called to wait for the Lord and remain in him. We continue doing, but we have faith in that God will work whatever his desire is, what's best for the world, what's best for me, during the time of this action that I have to do, whatever doing it is, if I have the Lord remaining in me, trusting, just like the three boys did, whether God saves me or whether this is hard or whether it's what I want or not, it's... God will work in what I'm doing. That's this idea of waiting. I think through Lent, how can we apply this? and What can we take out after Lent and after Easter? Um, we go through the stations of the cross. And as we stand at each station, we're reminded of how that can be uh, used in our life. And so really, as we come out of Lent, and as we get through Easter, what is it that we take? And one of the things that we can take is living the stations. Doesn't necessarily make our life rosy or happy or, or ease our crosses, but we live the stations our whole life. That's how we keep the word to stay in us. We live the stations happily, joyfully. And as James said, we find joy in every sort of trial. That's how we do that. We live the stations. So let's take that as we move into the Passion Week, and let's remember that as we go through the rest of our year. Let's stand.